This is Teacher Answers, a podcast that takes high school students' questions and answers them in the most no-nonsense way possible. My name is Sam Griffin, 27-year veteran teacher and examiner of the teenage brain. Come with me and explore why high school students do what they do. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 14 of the Teacher Answers podcast. My name is Sam Griffin. It's good to be with you today. Hopefully, you're about to go for a long walk, because that's good. I think if you walk and listen to this, you'll feel more positive when you're done and get something out of it at the same time. And doesn't that sound like a win? It does. You know, speaking of winning, the question that I pulled out of the envelope is all about winning with other people in particular relationships uh, that you're in. And it, it could be, now you could apply this to your best friend, your parents, or your husband or wife or whatever. It could be a serious love type relationship or just relationships with friends and coworkers. Um, it's all the same. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I just... Uh, celebrated well as much as you can with covid celebrated my 25th anniversary 25th that's mildly impressive i would think and uh you know the other i just <laughs> so i'll tell you a story the other morning um it was a serene morning like wednesday morning my wife was working from home and everything was quiet in the house. It was about, I'm going to say, 8.30 in the morning. And, uh, I mean, you can imagine some soft sounds going on and birds chirping and all that. And then suddenly I hear my wife yell uh, from another room. It's like, Sam, I need you right now. This is, you know, something scary is happening. Something out of control is going on. And uh, as the man of the house, I need to go fix this problem, right? Talking about relationships today. Men need to fix problems. That's what we're hardwired to do. But I didn't know what I was about to get into. uh, But here's what happened. So there was a deer. I have kind of woods beside my house. And there was a, a doe mommy deer and a little baby fawn i would say this thing was probably uh i don't know three feet tall or so i would say at least and uh it i have a piece of my fence that i built myself and a tree hit it and so where there was one uh piece of fence wood like slat broken out of it and this baby deer this peaceful look at the baby look at the mommy deer and the baby deer and they were walking around the fence you know between my fence and the woods and then suddenly the baby deer just stepped right through that little slat in the fence and was now inside my property and mommy deer couldn't fit in there thank god right but baby deer was trapped on one side of the fence and mom deer on the other so uh this is where my wife started yelling 
right? She's like, you got to come help this, whatever. I don't know what's going, what's going on. And <clears throat> so I ran up there and I see this deer, uh, this baby deer just tripping. I mean, yelling. I didn't know deers could do that. Deers. I just said deers. I didn't know deer could do that, but they, they kind of yell and it sounds like a noise you would make if you stuck your tongue out and just went, hey, I'll do it. <laughs> it was like that. <laughs> that was for free today. That was for free. And now back to the part you paid for. So I run up there and mom deer is like looking at this baby deer like, oh, you got to get over that fence right now. There are two legs in there. There are two legged people in there. This is dangerous. Come on, baby deer. Jump this fence. And then it wasn't going to happen. This fence was five feet tall and uh this deer tried and basically it trying to jump over this fence involved it ramming its head into the fence and eventually the thing tried to push its way through uh an unbroken part because it couldn't obviously it's you know we're talking a pea-sized brain of a deer right they're not like us uh if it was us we would go back to where we came in and go out the same way but this deer was just losing its crap and uh, stuck its head through there, got twisted sideways, and this thing was was like dying. Okay, it was like, you know. So I see this, and I'm like, well, what we need right now is a hammer. So I go get the hammer, and I run out there, and I make sure that this deer, this doe, mom deer, is the heck away before I go getting close to its baby, because... Uh, that doe could make up its mind to jump over that fence and start annihilating me, right? Or at least trying, and I didn't want that. So the deer, as I came out, the, the mom deer took off, and I beat the slat out that the deer was stuck in, thinking that, oh, well, now it's got room, so it can just jump out. Well, no, the thing took off and decided to have its way with the chain link fence on the other side of my property so it bolted halfway you know probably 400 feet in the other direction and uh, started ramming its head into chain link fence and at this point my wife was uh she was saying sam you gotta you gotta get that deer over that fence and i'm like well this you know th this is something that i've never done before i got a opportunity here to be I mean, sort of heroic, right? Rescuing a baby deer. And thank goodness I watch uh, Nat Geo Wild. I will I will say that this that has come in handy. I mean, well, it hasn't before, <laughs> but it <laughs> it did right there. So I watched those those guys, uh, Zach and Cody out at the wilds there in uh, in Ohio. It's a little like nature type outdoor zoo thing. And uh so I've watched them like tackle these animals and I'm like, I think I can do that. So this deer didn't, I mean, it was out of its mind. It just bashed its head into the fence. I don't know how many times unsuccessfully getting over this fence. And so I just uh, kind of pancake this deer, this little baby deer. And it was heavy and very strong. I'm going to say a baby deer is freaking strong, solid muscle, right? And I picked this thing up from <laughs> behind and chuck it over the fence and it stuck the landing no deer was hurt uh i assume mom found it immediately and uh because they call you know to each other 
like that. And they found each other. So problem solved. Now you would think, and uh, at this point, all my kids were out there, right? Everybody's COVID at home right now. And you would think they're all holding iPhones in their hand. Do you think one of them would film this? No, not one of them. Suck. So I can't, I can't share that. But that actually happened the other day. And uh, my wife looked at me differently after that. She really did. She was like, that was impressive, Sam. And it felt really good. And with us getting ready to talk about the question, which is, what is the secret to a successful relationship? Um, when she said, that was impressive, Sam. Good job. That right there is the number one thing a man needs to hear from a woman. I'll get back to that in a minute. So what is the key to a successful, I was trying to find a way to relate that deer story to this. There you go. <laughs> it's all part of the magic. It is. What is the key to a successful relationship? Um, well, it's certainly you need to, to realize that if you're going to have a uh, love interest or whatever, I mean, I don't think it matters what sex it is. Um, or, you know, you are, whether it's two men, two women or a man and a woman, right? I think it all works the same way. We all need to be validated like that. Um, which felt good. It felt great. Right? It's like, give me another deer. Throw another deer over the fence. I'll do it again. Let's do that all day. You know. Deer, by the way, shed. It was like little baby fawn hair all over the... Anyway. What is the key to a successful relationship? Okay, so I'm going to talk about briefly here. I'm going to keep it general. And uh, something that you can apply right now. I would say when this is done, which I'm going to finish in about 10 minutes or so, about 10 minutes in with that deer story. Hope you liked it though, right? I think after you hear this, you'll be, uh, you'll be winning a lot more with people that you, uh, you're around. It doesn't matter if you've been around them for 25 years or, um, it's your parents or, it's your friends, whatever. Um, I'm going to talk about something I read in a book, which you should all read. I don't care who you are. You should read this book. You should don't stop this right now. I mean, like, but finish it. But Amazon, this book immediately. It's called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. If you have not read and studied this book, you need to. And I'm being dead serious. You need to. It will change the way you look at the world. So in this book, the author's name is Stephen Covey. And uh, he talks about something called the emotional bank account. Let me explain this to you. The emotional bank account. Our interactions with other people. And again, it doesn't matter if this is your significant other, whatever that is, or it's your boss or your best friend 
or just some random dude you pass on the sidewalk. Okay. The way that you treat them is either a, in the things that you say and the way you act and the way you say it is either a deposit like you're putting, think emotional bank account, right? Think, so think you're, you're putting money in. Okay. And that's a good thing. Or you're withdrawing, which means you're taking money out. So, you know, the things that you say to the person that you're interacting with is involves a, an emotional bank account, meaning they're, they're going to feel a certain way. And then if you want to go a step farther, uh, further with this, think about like in video games. Okay. We've all played video games. And if you haven't, uh, use your imagination. Okay. So imagine we all are walking around with a bar above our head, like a health bar. Okay. And, and let's let that be the emotional bank account. So we all have a bar above our head and it's either green or red. Okay. Uh, you want the bar to be green. So, you know, when my wife said, wow, that was impressive. Good job, Sam. That uh, it was almost like a, uh, kind of a heroic thing. Saving a baby deer is pretty cool. Uh, that was a deposit, meaning the bar above my head got slightly more green. Okay. And it just filled up a little bit more. Now, the things that you say to people, um, you want to talk to people in a way where you're making deposits. Now I'm not talking about being fake with people cause that is a withdrawal, right? If they sense that that's going to be, that bar is going to turn red and it's going to be a withdrawal. Um, so you gotta be super careful. You can't overdo it. You gotta be genuine when you talk to people, right? Um, so these bars, <coughs> fill up very slowly um but they can withdraw very quickly right you say one wrong thing and the bar could almost turn red if it was full green right and this is what makes relationships very difficult and you know and it takes forever forever to fill it back up um this is called the emotional bank account and uh that's how you win people over. If two people and say, say they're a couple, whatever, and both bars are green, well, then they're going to be happy. They're like, you know, thriving or whatever. If both bars, so if one person, and you can tell, you can tell when someone's bar is red, they're, they're just like, they're bitter, they're dejected, right? They don't feel loved or validated. Uh, the communication's terrible and it starts to spiral, right? That can happen with anybody all the time. You're going to build that up with one little thing at a time, right? And it starts very, very slowly, but in time you can turn the bar, uh, green. If you don't recognize it or you don't, if you stop caring or whatever, um, then that's going to, both bars are going to be red very quickly and that relationship's going to be doomed, right? So you really have to, um, you realize that you can do a repair job on that if the people want to, right? I looked up the divorce rate. Um, it's right about 50%. So 
about 50% of the people who get married get divorced, which is uh, alarming, right? But uh, I mean, that's that's the current facts. Um, so the uh, the the you know I could go on for hours on this, but just stuff that I wish people would have told me, like that emotional bank account. I wish somebody would have told me that. People should tell everyone this. Um, it, it is that simple. You want to do stuff that is an emotional deposit to someone else. If they do, they're going to be there for you, right? Because they feel emotional, emotionally feel um, better toward you if you are constantly making deposits. Like the classes I teach, um, I you know I could get away with a goof up. Right. Say I'm doing a problem on the board or something like that. And I screw this problem up royally and just waste their time. My students say, you know, say I did that the second month of school. My students would be like, no biggie. Because I've deposited with them with everything I do. And they know that it was my fault. They forgive immediately and we get on with the next one. If I keep doing that and I'm calling people like, uh, if I'm making people feel stupid all the time and I look at the students and there's 28 kids in there and their bars are all red and I screw problem up on the board, they're, they're going to start complaining instead of forgiving. You see, that's why this is, I mean, like critical this is the critical thing. This understanding this emotional bank account uh, will save everything. Um, just real quick, though. But, I mean, I don't know if I answered that question, really. I don't feel like I did all the way, but uh, I'll, there's so many questions in this envelope about stuff like that. But it's a little bit more specific um, than this question, which was, what is the key to a successful relationship? Um, I, I think you need to let me just hit a couple bullet points number one you need to tell people what the heck you want and what you don't want Ugh. do you know how wishy-washy people are i hate wishy-washy i hate it you gotta tell people i don't like it when you do this or i really like it when you do this whatever it is you know um if somebody does something like Oh, that was pretty heroic. You throwing that deer over the fence. You got to say, well, it made me real feel good when you said that. Because then chances are they're like, oh, okay. So I need to say stuff like that more. Um, so you got to be super clear with that. And you can't hold back because you're afraid of a conversation. You know, you have to be just super honest. If you're a new couple, you better get this through your head. 50%. 50%. Are going to end right because they don't figure this out um the other thing is if you're a guy say it's a guy and a girl right if you're a guy guys are problem solvers girls you got to understand that guys are problem solvers they want to solve a woman's problems that's not what women want it's not if a woman is, say, comes home from work and she's raging about some coworker, or uh, we all do that, 
or somebody that did something and, and they're like, barker, 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 on the phone. We've all done that. We've all done that. <clears throat> when, it, when a girl does that to a guy, a guy's first reaction is to assess the situation. And they're like, okay, what happened? Okay, so here's what you should do. You should do A, B, C, and D, problem solved. That is the most put offish thing to a female. If you're a female listening to this, I guarantee you are nodding your head right now because what you want is for that guy to just shut his face whole and let you get it out of your system. And they want you to share that with them. So what you do, if you're a guy, you just kind of nod and say, oh man, that person's crazy or something like that, right? <laughs> just try that. It's, it'll change your life. Now, that was one for uh, what guys should do. Now, girls, there's going to be, I'm going to tell you a secret right now. All right. You, if you, if you execute this properly and you could do it to your father, right? Dad, after, if you do this right, dad'll be throwing twenties at you. Okay. Um, if, when a guy says, there's two things. A guy will say, oh, I need you to come here and look at this. Oh, and they'll have that. Oh, look at this. Oh, I want to show you this kind of thing. And girls are usually like, whatever, this is stupid. I'll get to it. I'll be right there. First, I got to go do this. Okay, stop that. If, if you hear that in a guy, a guy is like, oh, I want to show you this. Oh, listen to this real quick. It, it won't kill you, girls, to just say, I don't want to do this. You're saying this in your head. I don't want to do this, but I will. I'll stop what I'm doing and I'll do this with him right now. Right. And I'll listen to his dumb song or, or whatever it is. Okay. So that's number one. Those moments, you got to recognize those moments. Those are big. That's a big thing with a guy. Or I want to show you this. The other thing is when you catch a guy doing something, you say he's out tinkering. All right. Whatever that is, he's, he's working on something and, uh, and he's like, oh, I want to show you this. Come out here. I want to show you this. Uh, again, try not to give him the, I'll be there after I do these eight things. Cause then that's a, that's dejection to a guy. A guy's like, oh, I wanted to show her what I did. Right. That's what a guy's thinking. So girls, stop what you're doing. It'll, it'll, it'll take you under a minute to do this. And it, 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 his, the, the emotional bar will turn so fluorescent green. You couldn't imagine if you do this. So you go out there and you see what he's been working on or whatever. And it's like, and you go out there and even if it kind of looks like garbage, you would say something like, wow. I mean, have that. If a guy hears that from a girl, are you kidding me? Wow, this this looks really good. How did you know how to do that? Well, I got the combobulator and fixed the flapper flangey thing, you know, whatever. And you're just, you can zone out, but go, wow, that's really neat. <laughs> right? That's what a guy wants. That's what a guy wants. All right. Uh, there's a small glimpse into the world of what makes a successful relationship. I'm sure 
I've got a lot of things, but I'm going to wrap this up right here. But, but that, that will help you. Now, I want to tell you about my plans coming up here. I'm very excited about this. Uh, the next four episodes that I'm going to do after this one is now this is episode 14. So starting with 15, 15, 16, 17, and 18 are going to be the most important ones that I'm probably going to do. Um, it is something that I picked up from college and, um, I, I learned about why people do the, what they do in this little lesson that we did. And, and I, I can't even remember what class it was. Uh, I'm going to talk about it on, on episode 15 and I'll introduce it there. It will take four parts and, uh, and I think if you, and I want to have that thorough and complete um and it's on personalities and uh if you if you master this i swear it is a superpower you will have the ability to read people and understand people like you have never understood them before and i'm just gonna tell you it's not a secret well maybe it is i don't know but um it, it works for me and I think it'll work for you. And I'm pretty sure I can teach it to you. So that's going to be after that. And then, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and then after that's over with, I got a, uh, a listener question, uh, regarding bullying. And, uh, so I'm going to need some time to put that together, but I, I want to make like a, a kind of a definitive guide and my, and again, this is my opinion, the way I see things. Um, on bullying um, because I'm pretty sure I'm gonna tell you things that either you don't want to hear or um, can kind of make you maybe see it in a different way okay because um, I think uh, I think bullying is it's a huge problem and uh, and maybe offer some ways around it and how to avoid it and how to deal with it and I want to put that together. I'm kind of writing up a paper on that. And then I want to get my thoughts organized first before I hit the record button on this microphone and, and put it out there. So we're talking episode, this would be 15, 16, 17, 18. So it'd be starting with 19. Okay. So that's kind of what my plans are for the next uh, few weeks. So, all right, that's it. So, uh, I again appreciate you listening and uh, if you, you guys that are listening the regulars out there I love you and I need you to send me questions that I will eventually get to okay so if you um, want to hear my perspective on why people do what they do uh, I would love that so you just don't hesitate and send me an email teacheranswers at gmail.com and it says that at the end so I will cue the awesome music and uh, you guys have a great rest of your afternoon see ya Bye. You have been listening to Teacher Answers. If you would like to submit a question, drop me an email at teacheranswers at gmail.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail on the Anchor podcast site, anchor.fm slash teacheranswers. Answers.